This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is the place where we explore everything you need to become the best possible version of you. This is Sandy Scarlatta, and today I've got some exciting news for our dedicated listeners. We've just launched our exclusive members-only portal. This is your ticket to a world of additional content designed to deepen your understanding and engagement with the Happiness Solved mission. To learn more about all of the exciting benefits, stay tuned until the end of the episode where I will explain in greater detail. For those interested now, head over to happinesssolved.supercast.com. Today is another amazing conversation, so let's get started. Roche, my goodness, one of my favorite people on the planet. So great to see you. How is everything going today? Uh, really great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited to get on and talk to you. You're doing amazing things. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, um, you're from Ireland originally, yes. which when I first met you in person, I was so confused because of your accent doesn't really sound what, what you would normally expect. But I want to talk about everything that you're doing because you really are just doing so many amazing things besides the fact that you're a two-time bikini model model world champion, which is so cool. What is your backstory? How did you get to where you are today? Because I, I remember hearing a little bit about it, but I love to dive into that. Yeah, so I, I started out that you took the traditional approach that everyone does and got the job and thought, you know what, I'm going to climb my way up the corporate ladder and I'll get to a certain level of success. And once I get there, then I'll be happy. All right. You know, you know, that destination that we all think that we're going to arrive at. And then we arrive at that destination and we realize that that is not what we wanted. So back in 2018, I at that point, I was VP in Barclays for franchise lending. And I realized, actually, I want something different. There has to be a little bit more. And that's kind of when I leaned into the fitness stuff. So I, I went from the boardroom to the bikini. And I'm sure there's a book in there somewhere. Right. But I literally I literally think that LinkedIn thought I had lost my mind because I went from being the, you know, one of like a senior executive to now being there doing bikini modeling, trying to make it at that. But luckily for me, I won so nobody could really say anything if I had lost. <laughs> If I had lost, I could might have addressed it as a midlife crisis. But from from there, after taking, I took about a year off, and I decided that I didn't want to go back into the corporate world, and I was going to become an entrepreneur. So, looking, I looked at what I did in corporate, and what I did was I used to be brought in to look at large scale systems, and how we could tie all the systems together and collate the data. And I realized that marketing wasn't so different to that. Marketing was all about how you manage the data and how you got all of the different social media channels to speak to each other to be able to maximize your exposure. Um, so in 2019, I came, I said, I'm going to come out to the US and test it. Came out here, loved it, went home for what was supposed to be four months, and then we had the pandemic. So then I got locked in Ireland, well, between Ireland and the UK for two years because the US had banned the entry of international travel. So I sat in there for two years ruminating on the vision of getting back to the United States. 
um, which once the, it opened in 2021, I was able to get back here and now set up the company. But I think, you know, into the tune of what we talk about, about happiness, especially in entrepreneurship, right? It's never a smooth road. I think if we, we let, let into this falsehood thinking that it's going to be easy. But the journey to get here was incredibly difficult and took a huge amount of resilience and thought process to not give up on the dream. And I encourage anyone listening here, it doesn't matter what adverse, if you have a dream and you know innately and intuitively that that's what you want and that's what you just believe that you've got to go for it. You just And that's what I did. And now I live here and I have my life here and I have a, a very successful company here. But it started coming from a belief in myself and coming from a belief that if I could just get in the right rooms, I could make it happen. Mm, I love it because that is so true because it's really who you surround yourself with. But let's take a step back because I love what you said about how hard it is to stick to your dream. Because I know for me, I've been at this for three years, which isn't really that long of a time period. Now I took 10 years off because I'd been doing, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years, but I did take 10 years off. Um, and now I'm back. So it's only been three years and, and that's great. And I, and I love what I'm doing, but there are days, Aoife, there's days where you're just like, what am I doing? Why? And I know I have my own thing that I do, but what do you do to keep you, you know, to, to, that you just keep pushing forward? Cause that's, that's one of the hardest parts about being an entrepreneur is just to keep going every day. Yeah, so one thing that I've realized um, that I I believe from the moment that you set a goal and write it down, there's a gestation period, right? Because right. I've written down goals and only when I've gone back 24 months later, do I actually go back and see that I've achieved that goal, right? So I think the, the first thing is one, writing down about what you want to do, even though how out of reach that it actually is, but then also learning to be patient with the outcome. Because yeah. it's an accumulation of steps and then we'll get so far and then something will go wrong and then we're sent backwards again. And sometimes I think we get tested a lot. We get tested about how bad do we want it? Mm. How bad do you actually really want it? How committed are you to the end result? But what I try to focus on, and it's a work and every day is a work, right? Even this morning I'm up, like got up at like six, I've been dealing with, there's a, there's a problem every day as an entrepreneur they, and it's but the bigger you are the more teams you have the more problems you have and that that is absolutely for sure but you've got, just got to stay concretizing the vision for what you want and if you say okay th this is what's happening right now but what is it that I actually want what and then even right now in my own business when I built a very successful marketing agency I have a bunch of people working for me, but now I'm looking at it and I'm going, I actually think I went one degree off somewhere along the line. And now that's totally thrown me off path because what I actually wanted to do was more speaking and education. Mm. So that's what I'm trying to move now into that. But I had to get here and go through all of that process to realize, okay, I need to course correct, course correct. But if you don't put in the reps, it's like going to the gym, right? You can't go to the gym once or twice or three you've got to go every day and you've got to show up every day and you've got to put in the reps and eventually one day you look in the mirror and then you go oh could me you know look at what I've achieved but knowing that is very important and, and then like you leaned into this having the right people around you is critical 
Yes. Because if you don't, the, if you don't have the right people around you and things are going wrong, you can go wrong with it. If you have people who are going, oh, is this not a bit hard? Would it not be easier if you just got a job? You know, <laughs> and because we do get that feedback. Because, yeah. you know, especially when you're when you're highly qualified and you have a lot of skills, you're like, oh, you could go out and earn a couple of hundred thousand with a job. Why do you need to have a business? And I'm like, yeah, but I, with a job, I don't have the freedom. That's right. That's right. I don't have the freedom to to do the things that I want to do. And I think that that's one of the secrets of like we we're being an entrepreneur is to build two secrets. First, you have to do something that you love doing because you're going to spend an extraordinary amount of time not getting paid your worth in the beginning like <laughs> and that is the truth and then the second thing is that you must realize that it cannot be about the money that's right the money is the byproduct of the work that you put in when no one's watching if you if you think it's just about the money you're going to go down the wrong path and you're going to burn out super quick so it's find what you're passionate about find what you actually um and then connect to that every time that you're having a bad day and realize as an entrepreneur, you're probably going to have more bad days than good days. But the good days will be great days. The bad days might be super dark days. But as long as you can stay connected to the good days, that's what's going to make the difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh, you had so many golden nuggets in there. But one thing I do want to focus on, because I think it's so important, because we all get so set on the money, the money aspect yeah. of it. And what I've learned is that if that's all you're thinking about, you are in a sense coming from a lack mentality mm -hmm. and it's that lack mentality that's going to, you're going to be actually pushing it away. Yeah. And, and it's hard. has to flow. Yeah. Money has to flow. And when we grapple with it or we try to hold on to it, you know, it, it's elusive. It'll get away from you even more, but it's when you can actually let go and like, look, we all need money. At the end of the day, the bills have to be paid, the rent has to be paid, the salaries have to be paid, but the money is not the be-all and end-all. And so I had a really good course correction from someone. I said, we have a, an event coming up, and I was like, you know, I really got to practice my pitch, make sure that I'm able to close. And he said, no, it's not about how many people you close, it's about how many people you can serve. And I thought that was a really good course for me because when you're thinking about how many people you can close, you're actually selling. And the focus is then on the money. But when I'm thinking about how many people I can serve, I know, and the same way with you, with the podcast, I know I can help people get their results. If they do the work and work with me, I can help them to get the result and then everyone will generate more money. But if I'm focused on, I just want to close the deal so I can get the money into the bank account, I'm disconnected from the end results, which is actually helping people to grow and scale their businesses. So sometimes we just got to suck it up and sit with the tension of looking at the bank balance and going, oh, that's not where I thought it was going to be. But know that if you keep putting in the reps, eventually maybe not immediately but eventually you will get the result mm, yes that is so awesome okay so let's talk about what you know at the core of what you do with your clients and and how do you serve them to grow their business yeah so and it's an evolution right that, that's first and foremost right like i even look back like this year alone we we had two kind of startups that pretty much failed right so people think oh they look at my social media and they're like oh she has everything and everything works for her I'm like no that's social media that's a highlight reel 
right? That's not the truth, right? We we launched a med spa agency that didn't exactly go according to plan. You know, we're just rebuilding that. I launched an events agency that didn't go according to plan either. So you have to be like willing when you're when you're starting something to understand that you are going to make mistakes, and mistakes is how you learn. But so what I where I found and true this is through a lot of trial and error where I found the areas that I'm super good at. So LinkedIn is one of my key platforms for helping people to grow on scale on LinkedIn because we talk about personal branding. Your social media presence is no longer discretionary. It's mandatory. It's a natural extension of your business. So when you go out into any group, any networking, I promise you when people meet you, the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to go and look you up on social media to see who you are. So your social media becomes your, your digital business card. Right. And that, that's that's a shift in mindset because social media used to be discretionary. We may or may not do it. It's not discretionary anymore, especially with the evolution of TikTok. People want to know who they're doing business with. They want to know if they can trust you. So what I, what I do is I help people to get more exposure by helping them get over their fear of doing videos. We create avatars, which is a little bit of a hack, but it's working very well. So we create lifelike avatars of them so that they can create content at scale. And then we put systems in place to help them generate leads to get on the conversations with people so that they can convert them into their business. And that is one of the things, the LinkedIn and the AI stuff, even though we do do a lot of other website building and we run ads for people and all of that kind of stuff, building the personal brand for me and using the AI technology is what I'm enjoying the most. And that's where, like I said, it's the course correct. But I had to build a multi-six-figure ad agency to realize I didn't want to have a multi-six-figure ad agency. And I think that that's the joy of entrepreneurship, right? That you go, okay, I've done that and I've built it. Now I realize it's not what I want. But if you never try and if you never follow through, then you're never going to know that that's what you want or don't want. And the last thing that I want to do, I would rather have tried and failed a hundred times than not to try not to try and at all and then when I do fail I, I have a very good mindset it, then some, it might be a bit delusional sometimes but I can reframe it very well in my mind it, that it, so it's not a failure it's a lesson and so what I do you say on. to yourself when you when you experience a failure like what is it is there a mantra that you say like what what does that sound like so every time I like we have something that fails, which, you know, is like in, in running an ad agency, like an ad can be working one week and it fails the next week. But the knowing that it's just a step in the process, right? You you cannot have success without failure. They're polar. Right. It's a polar. So you have to have that balancing act because and every time you experience a failure, it's like, OK, that didn't work this time. But what did I learn? Right. What did I learn along the process? What did I do wrong? Right. Even though it's not wrong per se, but so so then I know not to do that again. And that can be hiring the wrong people. It can be doing the wrong marketing. It can be doing the wrong. There's so many different variables into actually building out a successful business. But the thing is, if you don't get tangled up in your failures, I can absolutely assure you, you are bypassing about 90% of the people because most people will try something, it doesn't work, and then they quit. That's right. So just by overcoming the failure and overcoming and getting the narrative out of your mind that it's a failure, you're already getting into the top 10% just by that one sole act. And then if you can keep showing up and putting more um, more effort into learning from 
what happened, what went wrong. And a lot of times what's happened in my experience is I've given my power away to other people, mm. thinking that other people could do it better than me. And then that hasn't materialized. So that's my own inner work is why do I, why do I so quickly, now I do believe in delegation, but there are, why do I give my power away to other people? Why am I not assured enough to know that I can do this on my own? Yeah. And I think that that's a mindset as well is to be, you know, to be so concretized in your own self-belief that yes, people can help you, but you don't need to give your power away to people either. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, thousand percent. Everything you just said, and that's why I love, you know, because I talk to, you know, life coaches, doctors, PhDs, business owners such as yourself. And the thing is, is every conversation we have, everything you just said, you can apply it to almost anything in life, right? So even yeah. if even if you're just, you know, trying to, you know, improve your romantic relationships, I mean, everything you just said. Yeah. Right, you got because even when I did the fitness modeling and I had a lot of success in that, right? Because I, I did two years of it and I won a lot of things, but I also lost. No, I didn't publicize the losses as much as I publicized the wins, but that's <laughs> that's the world we operate in. But I learned more from the losses than I did from the wins. So I think that, and it's like you say, in your relationship, if something's not working, you've got to sit down and evaluate what's what's my role in this right what's the other person's role in this one thing that I've started to do recently is instead of saying you make me feel if we talk about relationships mm -hmm. I've course corrected that to be the feeling I'm having is yes and then I'm asking myself okay is that feeling coming from this situation or am I carrying some baggage with me from a previous experience that I've had in my overlaying that on this situation and when you can look at it like that, you you sort of become a little bit more emotionally intelligent to me and a lot of self-responsibility. No one makes us feel any way. That's now, right. people can do shady stuff all the time. I'm not saying people don't do shady things, but they do. But your reaction to that is what is what de determines whether you're going to be successful or failure or, or failure. And it's the exact same in business. Yeah. You, you've got to go, instead of going around blaming everyone that didn't work, say, okay, what was my role in this? Like I said, my role in it, and I honestly believe my role in the, the two kind of failures that we would say that we had this year is that I get my power away to other people and I took my eye off the ball and I allowed them to make decisions that potentially I should have been more involved in. So now I'm not going to do that again. I've learned, you know, so I think that that's super important. Go ahead. What you just said <clears throat> is so powerful because you realize you, you, you evaluated it, you owned it. And when yeah. you take ownership and take that responsibility, oh, I'm getting chills just by saying this. Mm -hmm. It is the most powerful thing you can do. The most mm -hmm. powerful thing you can do because when you have to own it and so many people don't, right? My favorite first ther therapist, I'll never forget. He goes, when you're pointing the finger at someone else, there's three more pointing right back at you. Mm -hmm. And so just own it. And I love that that you were able to do that because it's not easy and and because our egos get in the way right i think i said to someone um last week and they were like oh my god that's so powerful I said, they came and something had happened i was like yeah but you created the problem and they were like what and i was like but now that you created the problem you also know you have the power to create the solution that's right and and they were like i've never looked at it like that 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah. exactly. You created the problem, but you also have the power to create the solution. Because we create it all. We all want to celebrate, you know, when, we, when we're winning and, and we're like, oh, I did this and I did that. But equally, when we're not winning and things are not going, we, we create it all. Everything right. that exists in our reality is a reflection of our own thought process. So if something is not working, you've got to take stock and be like, okay, everything in my reality is a projection of my thought process or a narrative that I'm running with myself. And it's just, and you know, I don't want to get too woo, but it's true. It's yeah. just reflecting back at me you know, where my thought process at. And Brad Lee said it, I was at an event and it literally hit me like a train. He said, your net worth will never increase greater than your self-worth. Mm. And I thought, mm. Mm. so if we're not earning what we perceive is our net worth or we're not, you know, and I want millions of dollars, right? So, you know, it's, it's high, right? The, the bar is set quite high. But if that's not happening, like so effortlessly and fluid, I'm like, well, why am I, what's happening in me? Right. That I'm not vibing at that level because I go to that level and then I lose it. And then I go on, then I lose it. It's like, what's happening that I'm not able to hold that on a continuous basis? And I think when you're doing that reflection and that probing and that inner work, then that is that is really what changes the game. And most people just don't do it because we're afraid to look at ourselves. Yeah. Well, it's in order to grow, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's very uncomfortable when you're having to to take a hard look at that. It's not yeah. easy. Because you got to own the failures more so than it. the success. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Owning the, owning the failures is more important than owning the success. Yes. If we're almost out of time, because I, um, and I want to respect that because I know you have to, you only had a certain amount of time today. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience that we haven't talked about before we finish up? Yeah, I, I think, and this is what I love, what you're doing with the podcasting and, you know, and you and I are going to work together going forward. And I'm excited to have you as my mentor, first of all, because I already know what a rock star you are and how amazing you are, but how important it is for us to step into our own power of building a personal brand. Never was it more important than what it is right now and going forward for you to focus on building a personal brand. And you're gonna build a personal brand in two ways. One with your visual by letting people see who you are. And the other is by letting people hear who you are. And the podcasting is such an important part of that. What is your voice? What is your message? And then how are you showing up to articulate that message? And anyone who's listening, who's kind of holding back to go, oh, I wish I could do that. or oh, I'm afraid to go on video or I'm not good on camera. I don't like how I sound. I want to absolve everyone. Of, none of us like how we sound or how we look <laughs> in general. You know, we look at it like, I don't even look. If I take pictures or videos, I tend not to look at them for 24 hours because I already know the narrative. I just yeah. don't look at it. So my, my, my is to, to invest in that in 2024, invest in finding your voice invest in getting more confident on video and invest in showing up. And I think if people do that, we'll be so alarmed at how easy it is to grow and scale our business when we actually start showing up as ourselves. Mm. Well, that was incredible. How can people, what's the best place for people to find you and uh, learn more about your services? 
Yeah, so um, a lot of people on LinkedIn, it's just my name, that's Aoife, that's A-O-I-F-E, and it's Roach, R-O-C-H-E. Instagram is Aoife, first name, J Roach. And then my company is called attentiongrabbersusa.com. So, and then the whole thesis that is on that is that we help people grab attention. That's what we do. So it's at www.attentiongrabbersusa.com. Awesome. Such a privilege and an honor to be sharing this space with you today and all the best. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week in Vegas. At yes, the we're, we're about to rock it. Yes, we are. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much uh, for I joining really today. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And thank you everyone for listening today. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation, and as promised, I'd like to give you more details of what you can expect as a member of the Happiness Solved exclusive community. First, you'll have access to a treasure trove of extra podcast episodes. These episodes dive deeper into the topics we discuss, featuring additional expert interviews only found here. But that's not all. As a member, you'll also get access to a series of mindset training sessions. These recordings are tailored to help you understand the how and why your mindset is the most important asset you have, empowering you to achieve your personal and professional goals. And for those of you looking to find a moment of peace in your busy lives, we've got something special, exclusive guided meditations. These sessions are crafted to help you relax, refocus, and recharge. Whether you're a meditation guru or just starting out, there's something here for everyone. Becoming a member is more than just accessing extra content. It's about joining a community of like-minded individuals all on a journey to live life to its fullest and become the best possible version of you. So how can you join? It's simple. Go to happinesssolved.supercast.com and sign up. Don't miss out on this opportunity to deepen your journey with us. Again, that's happinesssolved.supercast.com. And it will also be in the show, show notes. I am so grateful you're a part of our Happiness Solved family. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your continued support. Again, I am so grateful for you. And I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe. And that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.